Good morning. No, great morning, America. Great morning. It is October 8th, 2020, and our coffee just got a little bit sweeter. Mmm, mmm, mmm. The taste of victory. Yes. Wow. So it's been a long, long road. And we finally arrived. President elect Biden, our new president, and Kamala Harris, our new vice president. And wow, the speech last night was so inspiring, so moving, so motivating, so hopeful, filled with healing is exactly what he ran on. Which means that more of us, although not enough of us, but more of us, including many Republicans who we have to thank, helped create the greatest number in all of our history of elections. Biden won more by any president ever. That's how much this election was riding on. And that's how engaged our, U- our United States was. We, we came out to speak. They tried to muzzle us, but we said, oh, hell to the no. And we voted, and we counted, and we counted, and we voted, and we won. And so now what? Besides celebrating, people are celebrating all over the place. You know, it is a beautiful day, and it's an exciting and a great weekend, and, and we cannot be overjoyed anymore than we are, except for, I hate to say this, but I gotta say it. Well, first and foremost, let me say this before I say what I'm going to say next. Besides congratulations, absolutely a special thanks to everybody who got engaged, who stopped the patterns of their life to say, no, I'm getting involved. People who never were politically active became politically active. People who absolutely refused to let our America go down the way it was going. And they said, no, this isn't what our ideas, this isn't how we raise our kids to be attacking and hating and fear-mongering and to insult and bigotry and racism and abuse of power. This isn't what we seek in a leader. And they came out in droves and said, we will not allow our nation to be governed by a vindictive, abusive, malignant narcissist. Not now and hopefully not ever again. And that's the work we got to do on the hopefully not ever again, because we have to take what we've learned and we've just got to do that. And we've got to address that elephant in the room, right? We've got to do it. But for, but for now, but for today, we should absolutely bask and enjoy and breathe easier, was, which is what everybody's saying, right? People are breathing easier. I mean, you wake up today and you're like, oh my God, coffee just got sweeter. Everything about the day just got nicer. It just got, it, it, it's like a relief. It's like... Um, I I said in a tweet, it was like um, a very long, deadly drought just got an abundance of water. 
So yeah, it feels good. It feels great. And, and congratulations to us on special thank you to everybody that played a role from donating to campaigning to social media, correcting the, uh, the misinformation, uh, uniting to fight the good fight. Okay. So thank you to everybody who played a role in getting involved in helping to reach others and get them to care and get them involved and partake in creating the United States we are seeking to, to have. So this is a great day and congratulations, but I, I want to say this and I, and I, and I need you wonderful, amazing people to understand that your job is not done now because this is so much riding the next two months that we literally have to get even more unified. You know, if you look at what happened, the Republicans who decided to not vote by party line or by party per se, by party, they voted, right? They voted for Biden, a lot of them. And so we have them to thank. We really do. And unfortunately, we know that they did this because they didn't vote straight party. uh, They did vote straight party for the senators. And that means that a lot of the people who are obstructionists, who were not voting for the majority of the interests of the people. In other words, they got reelected in the seats after they already demonstrated that they didn't care about our democracy and our people being able to vote and weigh in on what we want. And no matter who you are, if you say we don't care, we're empowered and now that we're empowered, we don't care, you must be removed because you are now, you're, you're supposed to be working for us, but obviously you're working for your special interests if you don't want us to vote. When you try to stop and interfere in our ability to speak and vote and you try to stifle that vote, you must be removed. And, and stop, you must be removed. And it didn't happen, it didn't happen. And now we have a runoff in Arizona for two seats for Senate. And as it stands now, the Senate has the majority and Mitch McConnell, who has been the greatest obstructionist of all time. I wanna tell you a little story, a little reminder, 2017. The senators now in power, the majority of them, were working very hard to overturn the things like Obamacare, which would mean that millions of people, millions of people would have literally gone without health insurance. It was John McCain, sweet John McCain, Republican hero John McCain, even though Trump called him not a hero, He saved the Republican senator's attempt to yet again overturn Obamacare. And because he had brain cancer and was in the hospital dying of it, he recognized that it shouldn't just be those in Congress and the wealthy who, or those employees who work for big corporations that provide health insurance to their employees. It should be the right of all people who are self-employed or who's worked for small mom and pop stores that can't afford to give insurance to their uh, employees or for 
the children who just aged out of their family's policy. It should be a right, not just for the elderly, you know, Medicare. It should be a right for whatever age you are. That the insurance companies could not have the monopoly on saying, sorry, you're not, you don't fit our requirements to cover because you actually need us. So we're going to deny you. And you never would have thought that the Republican senators who are presently in their seats would be working so hard to abolish that, but they did and they have. And this president then came and took it all the way to the Supreme Court where he's trying to abolish it now in the middle of a pandemic. And that's just reality, folks. That's just reality. Now, we don't know what the Supreme Court's gonna do, but the very fact that they want to is something that we have to have a reality check about. And you, whether you're an independent, Democrat or Republican, you have to say to yourself, what kind of heart do I wanna have? The one that says, no, I don't think that Americans and children and everybody should have health insurance. I think it should only be, you know, the the call of the insurance companies themselves decide if they want to, you know, provide it for everybody. Um, Like a big group plan, if you will. And if you're one of those people that you're good with people not having health insurance in the middle of a pandemic or not in the middle of a pandemic, period, then you might want to question what's wrong with you. Because <laughs> that's just pure cruel and wrong. So that's what's on the that's what's on the Supreme Court waiting to be voted on. So the Republican people that we just reelected or I won't say we, but many people reelected, have been working since 2017 to try to undermine the protections that Biden and Obama, Obama and Biden actually put in place. And John McCain came out of his dying hospital bed to vote against their attempt to abolish it. And so when you know something, when people show you who they are, you're supposed to pay attention and believe them. And this is what I want to talk about in in January, just a short period of time. What have we learned so far? And this isn't to say this is reflective of every Republican that's ever throughout history been in a position of power. We can't say that, but we certainly can speak out about this one. This, this group who has been in there working overtime to obstruct or overturn what's been in the best interest of the people, including this last juncture, which is still painfully, stunningly disturbing, when they announced to the world at large and every one of their constituents, here's what we don't want, and here's what we don't care about, what you want. Because we cannot lose sight that we put them in power. And if they will so brazen to say, we're not interested in what you want, and we're going to prove it to you. We're going to, we're going to prove to you how little you mean to us by literally voting and putting through, by packing the Supreme Courts against the will of the people while the will of the people are being, are in the midst of an election, voting who they want. Then we have an abuse of power. And that's what we have. We have an abuse of power because we've elected people that have announced that they don't care. And if they don't care, then we are 
at the mercy of people governing who have just said, it's about what we want, not about what you want. We have special interests who we are devoted to, whether it be Trump or the insurance company or whoever their donors are, whatever it is, but it wasn't about the American people. And see, that's what that's been going on. And that's what we've been campaigning for. Wait a second, it is got to be about the people. We the people. We the people who hire and fire these elected people to represent the best interests of the people. And when those people in power say, I'm not interested in what is in the best interest of the people, then we have to fire them. And what happens when we don't fire them? We create a problem for ourselves. Like we have to keep reminding ourselves this reality. What happened in 2017 when they showed you who they are? Believe them. When they said, I'm going to try to overturn because we had the desire to overturn and hurt American people who presently were given insurance to protect them and their children and their, and their loved ones and their spouses who were entrepreneurs and people working um, for small mom and pop businesses or whatever. They or I mean, they literally were trying to make sure that the insurance companies had a greater bottom line than the American people could have to protect and keep roofs over their homes so that they didn't have to go bankrupt just because somebody got sick. So you would have thought that that was over, right? In 2007, you would say, okay, well, that was done. They thank God for John McCain who came in and voted against their attempt to abolish it, but it wasn't over. It never has been over people. It's never been over. And that's why it sits at the Supreme Court. It is the Republicans in power saying, this is what we are devoted to the insurance company, not to the American people. And you mustn't forget this because they're saying it to you. And they're also saying to you what? They're saying, we don't want, they're interfering in our elections, in our voice, they're muzzling us. I've said it and I'm saying it again. When they say, we don't want you to count and your vote to count, and we're going to move forward in a direction contrary to the will of the people, then we have an abuse of power, certainly an abuse of ethics, because it was the very argument, like I've said over and over again, that they said and stated was their reason for uh, you know, not allowing the will of the people to appoint somebody based on the president that was in an election year standing. So this new rule, this McConnell rule based on the Biden rule, and here we are, we've got to address the elephant in the room. So those Republicans who, who said, I'm not voting for Trump this time, they, they helped Biden get elected and we have to be grateful to them because many of them came and said, you know what, we don't want this divisive, abusive rhetoric, this conspiracies, this, this attacking, this dumb bigotry, this harming and dividing us all. We, we don't want that. We don't want somebody who's lying to us in a pandemic telling us not to worry when it's the most deadliest thing of our entire, of our entire lifetime literally taking us out by the hundreds of thousands and killing us by the hundreds of thousands and destroying our economy and our security and our health and our life. 
life. We don't want that. And then to then in the middle of all that, to elect these Republican senators who said, not only do I not care, but I supported a president who went to the Supreme Court to try to abolish this when he had no other thing in plan. And so I would like to remind you the role and the power that's, that is in our, we the people, in electing these people. And when they show us who they are, to pay attention because of this. We had these things in place, worked very hard. Obama invited to secure the right of all people in America, no matter how sick or how much they needed health insurance, to not be declined of it. And the Republican senators who you just reelected in 2017, the majority of them were there. They all tried to end it, to destroy it. That's what they tried to do. And they're still trying through Trump. What happened, you know, John McCain can't come back from the dead to vote against their effort to hurt us again. And that's why the majority matters, who's holding the majority. Because when, like, when Mitch McConnell, even when there is a bipartisan law presented, refuses to bring it up for the people to vote because he's dedicated to his special interest group. So he's not even going to let it become voted on, even though there's a bipartisan agreement. You can see that there's a, there's no progress going to be made. And this time, we can't play party politics because we can't afford to be the, worse than the depression that we're heading for. We can't afford that any longer. Okay. So now we have to unite on principles, values, integrity, and we have to say it's us that has to look out for us right now because we can't rely on these people we elect to do it, especially when they show us who they are and they say, we don't care. We're devoted to our interests and our special interests and not yours. Anybody that tells you, I don't care about what you want and who you want to vote for and let that person who you want to vote for be able to exercise their presidential you know, right to appoint a Supreme Court justice is saying that, saying what they're saying, I don't care. That's what they're saying. And, and that's it, that's it. And, and we, we can't go retro back to say, hey, hey, you know, you shouldn't have done that. You did it, it's been done, it's done. So the only way out now, and our last hope, our literal last ditch hope, we cannot lose sight. You might not be living in Arizona, but my friend, you've got a big responsibility. Do not think for one second that nothing but nothing but nothing for the next two months from the Fox and Honor friends, from the Republican Party, nothing but smear, lies, everything to try to stop, to hold on at all costs at their power so they can continue to obstruct giving us a stimulus package. What did they care about in, 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 instead of the stimulus package? They said, let's put that on the back burner after election. What's more important to us? Not what's more important to the people. No, but what is more important to us is that we pack the courts. That was what was more important to them, not the American people. And we mustn't lose sight of that because come January, there's two seats that if they 
don't get, if these democratic seats don't get filled, we will be the minority yet again. And if they do get filled, we'll have a 50-50. It'll be 50% Republicans, 50% Democrats, and then the, that's the closest to a majority because if, for example, this were to come down like this, let's say the Supreme Court doesn't uh, abolish Obamacare and it rules against the effort to do that. Let's say that they did that. Okay. Um, well, let's pray at home. But just using the same example as what happened in 2017, Republicans tried to abolish they get, they get, we got a vote. So if that was happening now, they're trying to do away with pre-existing conditions and insurance and Obamacare or whatever, and they're voting on that, and you got 50% of Republicans willing to abolish it, and 50% of Democrats trying to save it, who's the deciding factor? Okay, that would be the vice president-elect. So that's why we got to do what we can to, even though we can't have 51 right now uh, to hold the majority. We, we can have a majority if we think that the, uh, Vice President Harris would vote in the best interest of the people, and I believe she would. So that's what we're looking at. That's how critical this is. So for example, creating policies and stimulus packages and things to save the people in the economy and the planet if everything is going to be obstructed as it has been the pattern of this party in power, and if accountability is not going to be held to even those people who've been abusing their power by the people who are supposed to be doing oversight, like that happened with Trump, that means that anything is, is you know, I mean, anything could happen and there would be the dangers of what we've encountered for the last four years, right? So we really have to start operating from a place of reality when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And we have right now re-elected Republican senators who have the same people that have been working overtime and voting and trying to overturn Obamacare. And that's just the facts. And the same people who decided to, it's okay if uh, Trump wanted to um, ask Russia for help and have his son meet with Russian agents to try to get dirt on his opponents or seek Ukraine or China or whatever. It's It's all good. It's all good for them to do and play dirty and try to smear and all that stuff and bringing in foreign, you know, powers and such. It's all good. That is their condoning by not doing anything. And when they had the chance to remove them, they didn't. So let's believe them when we, when they show us who they are. They're not looking out for our best interests, not devoted to the Constitution, not devoted to the security or national security or our democracy. They're devoted to something altogether different. And so the only chance we really have, in my opinion, at this point, is to work very hard to counter their massive smearing that we're going to be anticipating, including the Fox and not our friends. The acting, you know, like they didn't just win this election and then how critical it is for them, what they're willing to do to hold on to their majority is going to be, um, you know, frightening.
Oh, there was an accident. Sorry. All right, back to what I was saying. And I don't actually remember what I was saying. <laughs> Except for, I think, what I was talking about before I had a quick um, deal with something was about the importance that we have to actually not get so relaxed. You know, we have to get, we have to become united now, both Republicans, Democrats, and Independents, to realize that this next January, when there's runoff for these two senators is comes to a vote, we have to do our part to help see if we can. I mean, you know, we tried, right? We all tried to get Lindsey Graham out. We all tried to get Mitch McConnell out. That didn't work, but we got to try, right? We got to try. And if you know somebody in Arizona, um, you know, talk to them about why this matters. Maybe share this podcast with them. You know, it, it's it's not complicated. Our real situation right now is we have to matter more than our party affiliation. We just do. And when we have people in power, whether they're the Democrats or whether they're the Republicans, it, that say to those people, we're going to do what we want to do. We don't really need you anymore. You put us here and you did, and you keep putting us here. So we'll keep doing what's in our best interest and we won't keep, you know, uh, your concerns as part of them. So we have to recognize that in order to really address this near depression, this hundreds of thousands of deaths, there's millions of people lost in, you know, income, income money, whatever, the, the, the jobless, all the problems that we face and we're still facing and they're going to be ongoing to try to recover from all this. We're really going to need to have a functioning Congress, one that can just pass legislation without nothing but obstruction. And that, uh, that is what's been our problem. Um, the Republican senators have been blocking uh, Mitch McConnell's blocked even bipartisan agreement by not allowing it to come up for vote. And so we need him to not be there as the majority. Right. We, we, we need that. So um, our part and our role and our job now is to really do what we can to help Arizona make the right decision for all of us. And that would mean that we look to say, well, is it benefit all of us to have health insurance? Does it benefit all of us to have a stimulus package when we can't, you know, pay our bills because we've lost jobs to no fault of our own? Does it help all of us to have, take this pandemic seriously so that we can get over it without having it be an ongoing killing us uh, daily? What can we do? to make sure that moving forward, we have the cooperation we need from our elected officials to get the ball rolling, to get things going. And that is to stop the obstructionists. And the only way to do that is to, let's all get on the same page. We wanna, we wanna, we wanna address what disasters for our economic, our physical, and our planet are having to face. And we can figure out this if we can unite on that. And we have to deal with the racial injustice. We have to deal with this stuff that has been a, a big wound in our, in our world. 
in our in our nation. It's a huge wound, and we can't just bleed out and pretend, you know, well, oh well, it's not my problem because it, it's all of our problems. So we've got to heal, as President Biden has said, the soul of this country, and and the actual practical aspects of healing this country and this planet, right? So that's what we got to do. Um, I do want to say too, though, interesting, I don't know if I said it earlier, because I tried, well, I don't know if I said it, but if I did, I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself. I did another podcast that I had to delete, because I said the wrong day. <laughs> um, but what I want to point out about the climate crisis and I want you to think about this, is that, you know, President Trump refused, refused to take it seriously and, you know, carried on with, you know, clean energy as, oh, windmills cause cancer, just nonsense kind of stuff, right? So it wasn't addressed. Um, In fact, it was um, refused to be addressed and it was made of mockery. And the planet has gotten better, I should say, I should imagine, I can't imagine it not, as a result of the pandemic. We didn't make an action, but an action was made for us. I, I always say, if you don't do something, the universe will do it for you. So, if, you know, take, if you need to slow down and, you know, smell the roses and kind of assess where you're at in the world and you refuse and you just bang it out, then maybe you're going to end up getting sick and having to recover from that. You know, some, some way you'll have it'll be created so that you can actually deal with that kind of stuff what's going on so the pandemic actually caused the entire world to shut down which had a lot to do with the with had everything to do with the pollution right it saved us from a certain amount of pollution for sure because the world was shut down for months so that is something that we don't want to have to keep getting pandemics to to save the planet right we want to be able to take measures to to be responsible by our actions and what we do to pollute it that causes the crisis of the, um, the weather and, and the pollution that we're facing now. So that is what we, I just want to point that out because there could be another pandemic right around the corner if we don't get serious about trying to address the uh, climate crisis problem. And uh, we need support to do that. So we can't, it cannot be a standstill, constant obstruction. We we got to move forward. Otherwise, we're I think I suspect we'll face another situation in order to address the stuff we're not choosing to, or those elected officials are blocking us from being able to do. So that's my message here. We got more work to do, and I hope that you will be tuned in, plugged in, and um, still very active, and not use this. I mean, use it to celebrate. Absolutely, I get that, but don't. Don't check out. Don't think all's good, all's well. You know, it's not over. And we have to utilize our awareness now and uh, our unity on that and come together so that we can help them heal this nation. That's my message to you guys. So um, congratulations to us all. Stay safe. um, And by all means, please wear a mask. And you can find me on Simply Margulis on Twitter. And if you haven't followed already or subscribed, please do. And you know what? If you think this was a good podcast worth listening to and you want to help share the message of uh, this next 
couple months and why it's so important, please do. Thanks. Bye.